What's good, Internet? And welcome to session 111 of Super GG Radio. These numbers, I'm, I'm, every time I'm more surprised that we're still on air. Uh, mm-hmm. We're friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. Also, NPR of Illinois affiliated. I am your cool, nerdy older brother, Alex Arona. And I'm bringing you along uh, for a trip to the arcade. With me, as always, is a famed video game rapper. You know, wait. Joel, it is your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Birthday boy, do you want me to rap this? Or you can no. choose to read Getty's rap yourself. Or should we I, all no. just sing happy birthday to happy you? Happy birthday. Nope, that's copyrighted. Joel, <laughs> your choice. No, it's happy public birthday. domain. I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Well, happy birthday, buddy. <laughs> Wait, you didn't give him his rapper name. Oh, yeah. okay. All right, sorry. Fame video game rapper, Joel Lil, Lil X Wario. Wow. I, sent, I sent that photo of Mario giving uh, Bowser a lap dance, and that made everyone uncomfortable. Come on, Joel, I, spit I something. Got no time, always chasing, always racing, trying to dip mine without spending a dime. I got Yoshi on speed dial, but it's been a while. Flipping in 3D, who do you want to be? I'm running as a toad in the middle of the road, but I ain't that bold. Thirsty like Bowser chasing Peach on Koopa Troopa Beach. Yo, stop snitching. I think I did better last time. <laughs> I mean, you gotta stop snitching. Who can tell? No, someone's gonna edit. I think there's a record. <laughs> I think I need medical attention because those lyrics were straight fire. That was the, the hot. Delivery was whack. <laughs> <laughs> whack. Now bring in the ice queen himself, Eric Getty Gettinger. Getty, all I wanted to do was hang out this weekend. Yeah, me too, Alex. I just wanted to hang out and watch Mortal Kombat, and I did. So my weekend was much better than yours. Damn it. Ooh. No invite, jerkinger. On to an actual friend, my good buddy and Quiplash champion, Alec Parks. Hey, Alec, what's good? Well, you know, all things considered, managing to survive into this week is pretty good, Alex. But now if I could just get an F-Zero game here. You're lose- you got- you've lost too much blood. You've lost too much blood. <laughs> just, just keep saying it, Alec. It, you, it'll... <laughs> You'll will it into existence. Let's F-0, do it. F zero, F zero. You know, I'd even settle for a Metroid Prime t- trilogy on the Switch. Skipping hashtag this, free F zero. Skipping hashtag free F zero. This hot tub and two piece joke. Uh, this week we will play uh, with a boomerang and early adopters. Scan some giant QR codes in the news and then go on a quest in the backlog blog. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that I now that I need now. Blade Assault Dev. I'm looking at you. Uh, Blade Assault was really good, guys. We played Blade Assault. It was excellent. Uh, Getty, hit me with some Blade Assault. Tell me about it. Paint me a word picture. I played Blade Assault for the podcast this week. It was excellent. <laughs> Wordsmith so, as always. All right. Let me break it down. <clears throat> it, uh, it harkens back to my days playing Contra. At least because I chose the gun. So we've got a 2D platform slash... Uh, of course I chose the gun because you could do heat-seeking bullets. Uh, but uh, anyway, uh, 2D platforming slash rogue-like light. Light. rogue light, uh, Where your character is trapped in jail. And there's actually like a really interesting backstory that they introduce you to. You are, like, 
the bastard son of this big conglomerate uh, guy, and uh, you are finally realizing that he was using you, and uh, you're trying to to defeat him. And it all opens up with you like falling down into the sewer, where you got to climb your way all the way back up to the top of the skyscraper where this guy's located. But the thing that I like the most about this is it really remind me of Hades. So that's all I needed. Oh, yeah. What what part oh, reminded you of Hades? Well, when your character uh, sets out onto each of the adventures, there's a couple of different things that happen. So everything resets, and you have to build up your your inventory as well as the collect the ingredients to upgrade your weapon and your your character in certain ways. And you don't run into the same type of items each time. So. You have to be very careful with uh, what you're going to do. If you're going to spend your coins early on and try and get like a good upgrade, or if you're going to wait it out and hope that something better drops along the way. Yep. And uh, it is very colorful. It's very quick paced. It's very difficult. This is Blade Assault's rough. It's really rough. Uh, yeah, Joel, I wanted to ask how far you guys got. Uh, I did not have as much time, so I got through the the inert was it the intro and then when it was pick your weapon i picked the sword got a couple of fights there but i didn't get much further than that uh, joel how far did you make <laughs> i picked the sword i i want to say i got to floor six or seven like i i didn't struggle until about floor five or six there i i, I don't know I, i've i picked the sword which it was almost like a chainsaw yeah you can you can up the damage too, right? that was its ability was to charge it up and start the chainsaw yeah, yeah. So like, it's this red glowing thing, and you can move really quickly with that thing. Like you can slash real good. You got a great dash that takes you a pretty long distance away from where you're going, and where you're invulnerable during that time. And then uh, the special move was actually like you jumping and spinning with your sword and doing a certain amount of length too. So like there, there's a lot of mobility options, at least for that build that made it to where I, I didn't struggle too much. I was mostly able to sort of dip and duck and get my pot shots in and slip away. Uh, the, the ax, I don't think I cared for as much. Did anybody else play, play with the ax? Just the gun. I, I played with all three of them just to, you know, kind of mess around. And the ax is, that's where, if you want to go more 2D Dark Soulsy, where the the movement is slow, but the damage is really mm-hmm. high. So you you got like part of the thing is how do you want to play? Do you want to have that mobility, or do you want really deliberate hits that take out somebody in two two attacks? You know. Yeah, I I, I guess it's just for this type of 2D game, I prefer that sort of quick uh, movement, like the the kind of Dark Soulsy gameplay stuff. I mean, that's that works great for me in a 3D space. I don't know that it resonates with me in a 2D space. So me you guys me- did or didn't get to the first boss? Did not. Did not. Which, by the way, me and Getty might might come back with that, Joel, in a future episode about playing Dark Souls in a 2D space. Getty, what did you think mm-hmm. of the first boss? It was not easy, but it was doable. So okay. depending on the drops that I got, I was able to defeat him twice. But when you start over, you it's a hard start. You go all the way back to the beginning. Does anything carry over at all? Uh, not that I could tell. But there's definitely space inside of the home base for you to be able to upgrade. Or at least it seems that way 
for the future of this game, which I yeah there was I a tra- there was a trainer type die at yep. the start point, right? And does he he shows up and then you can't actually interact with him at all. So I clearly they're like teasing out where the permanent upgrade type stuff. Mm-hmm. He cock blocked me hard. <laughs> I feel like yeah, you could throw in a skill tree, you can throw in special maneuvers, extra buffs on your weapons. You know, uh, they're a blacksmith that will upgrade your weapons. I can see a lot of growth here, and a, and again, the the artwork is fantastic. the The characters really shine with their their pixel art, you know, sprite work. Uh, the movement and animations were, were a lot of fun and very fast. Also, that character has my haircut. I'm I'm cool with that. It's a cool guy haircut. <laughs> you have the same um, attitude too. Hey, I have a cool but rude uh, attitude. Well, that guy was more rude than like he was just kind kind of a dick, right? Wasn't he kind of like mean? Or was it? Yeah. Me? No, it was just I mean, you. He had a chip on his shoulder. He had a chip on his shoulder. I don't. I you would jovial. too if somebody was using you. Yeah. I have a pretty jovial disposition, so I guess that is a difference there. But still, cool guy haircut. I'm okay with it. All right. Uh, and uh, that was Blade Assault. Uh, Joel, you were talking about you kind of want to do a beta breakdown on this. Yeah, I was I was impressed with it. I, uh, I liked the little snippet we were given, so I'd like to try to get more coverage and just sort of hang out and talk through some of it okay okay i think we can put something together now uh another game this one only getty and i played uh bamarang uh bamarang it it just came out last week and it is another one of my snake games where you and another player throw a boomerang at each other while also collecting golden triangles and whoever gets the 31st wins but you're in a small combat arena. It's it kind of reminds me of uh, Needhog, where the characters are just little like stick figure sprites that make little spastic movements. And you're in a small combat arena. You can knock someone off, or you can just hit them with your boomerang, and then they drop their triangles for you to collect. Getting How did, did I get so lucky to play with Alex, and nobody else was subjected to this game? Which we could have. We got to do it again. Alex, did you get to play? No, I'm saying why you didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, Alec hurt himself. He's out this week. Alec, I'm going to bring you in on the next one. I put this in there just so we could talk something. So you can oh, talk yay. Awesome. But uh, Bamarang, also update, Steam Remote Play now allows four people. Yes, this was Ooh. a surprise, and it was kind of nice to get to play this. Otherwise, I was not going to get an opportunity. Uh, Alex and I got to test it out. We went two rounds, and the initial map that they give you in this demo is very, I'm going to use the word uninspired, because it's just a big circle. But some of the other maps that they do have available look to be a lot more fun. And what we did find out is that if you stand on somebody and you throw your boomerang, that's how you win. What? Well, no, you throw your boomerang, but, you know, it's got a circular trajectory. But, or you can just get up right up in their face and throw it. Yes, exactly. That's what I was getting at. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I figured out maybe a little bit too late is that if you lose your boomerang, you can create a new one by spending your golden triangles. Yeah. Are you literally being dropped off by two huge hands onto this battlefield? You are 
you are basically just appeasing the gods. Your entertainment. Because after each um, each round, they point their finger with whatever color the character was and holds it up as like this is the counter, and then uh, mm. by the end they give you a golden boomerang. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So uh, the problem is that, and and I reviewed this. Uh, boomerang does not have any extra content. It doesn't have. It doesn't have online. It doesn't have any other modes. It's just couch co-op or nothing. Oh, yep. So it's kind of one of those things that like, like we were able to play via Steam uh, Remote Play. Uh, there wasn't, there really isn't any other way. I actually had to bother Alex to play. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we weren't going to get this one. Well, that must have felt uncomfortable. Roles reversing like that. Yeah, you know, I usually bother him. <laughs> so uh, that was Bamarang. I think it's fun. I think it's it, it'll be a good party game. I'm. I, depending on Extra Life, I would like to play that with all of you. So that's another one to add to the list, Getty, for Extra Life. Let's play some Bammering. What was the other one? I don't know. I created the document and wrote it in there. Spider Heck. So. Spider, Spider Heck and um, In Sound Mind. Okay. Yeah, those are the games that we're kind of looking at that would be fun for Extra Life. Now, uh, Alec, I had... I. I had this pre-downloaded because I was so excited for this. I, 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 Me too. Yeah, I saw ads on Instagram and I was like, "Wait, what?" Uh, <laughs> oh, I randomly came across it on the Play Store. Oh, okay. I don't see. I don't. I don't browse the. I don't browse the mobile store uh, on my phone uh, because I usually end up downloading like seventeen different games that are all the same. But mm, this is yeah. Dis Disgaea RPG. Oh yeah. So okay. Go ahead. Hit me. I've all I've always loved the idea of the Disgaea games. They're you know completely ridiculous. You're playing the bad guy, and it's got that tactics vibe to it. But it always falls short for me because you've got so much that you have to invest into playing the game with the item worlds, with the starting back over from level one and. I lose interest way too quick. Yep. But this, this, it's got auto combat. You can skip dungeons. <laughs> it hits those buttons of the just the insanity that comes with it. You, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because when I was playing Final Fantasy IX on Switch, I kind of scoffed at the idea of being able to turn off random encounters, being able to switch on, like, invincibility or auto-triggering the... Uh, limit breaks but like there were points where i i i had no shame in using those tools like like life is too short and and some of these rpgs are so grindy that it's not worth it you just you just want to experience it right and a lot of rpgs i've come to realize are just resource management and health as a resource of course until you get to the next boss fighter story note. And, and, and Joel, I don't know if you had remembered, I had talked about Disgaea on a previous episode because I was playing it on Switch, uh, Disgaea 1. The yeah. game, these isometric uh, tactical RPG, but it, it has so much more depth to it where characters can go to level 100, then be rebirthed and get up to past level 100. Then, and then be rebirthed. And then... and then to get more 
to then to increase your items and become have them more powerful, you had to go into uh, the item world, which is just another dungeon. And the more floors you completed, it would level up the weapon. But it was only like a stat point or two per floor, which each floor mm-hmm. would take you fifteen minutes, etc. Um, you had there was like there's a council that you have to bribe with special items to get them to do things like experience bonuses or help. So condensing that all down into a build a team of five and Mm -hmm. each of them has abilities and you can put auto fight on and they just kind of go through different rounds and there's no movement. There's no, uh, there's no tile based movement. It's just, they are stagnant fighting, you know, like uh, all those, those games that you find in the mobile store, like those star Wars games or anything like that. Sure. Or even really like your traditional RPGs. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, where that like the reason why I'm bringing this up is also because it's not just a knockoff skin. They have gone in depth and giving you, you know, all of these different skins for all these different characters. They have given you the the council is still there where they have to vote on oh whether this you get better items in the store the item world is still there but it's just the auto fight the there is a story there's a story a full written story with you know with a voice acting where you know you have uh, visual novel bits between the combat then on top of that too there is another section where it's the underworld history and it actually does the visual novel thing but for all of the previous games which has really helped me because it's filling in a bunch of gaps and it takes pot shots at itself in those little visual novels. Like you'll encounter somebody from a previous game and it'll say, if this doesn't make enough sense, go back and play this guy a four. <laughs> yeah. So they really, they give you the details. And then when you get a, a character, if you, you know, when you level them up, the more you level them, it'll actually also start giving you little voice acted vignettes about their history and who they are and their personality. So, it's not a Disgaea skinned, you know, game that's there to get your money, which you can still put in money, of course. It is. It's a gotcha game. They want yeah. your money, but <laughs> it also is Disgaea, like legitimately. So sure, okay. That's why I wanted to say, just hey, Disgaea RPG. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, if anybody likes the idea of Disgaea and wants to kind of experience it. It's fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad I, I you guys got it. to play something this week. Yeah. Well, we've been playing it for like two weeks now. Yeah. Oh, man. Why don't <laughs> and... we ever talk about the games that I've been playing for two weeks? You want to talk about Call of Duty some more? Because we can't talk about those without an NC-17 rating, Getty. I wasn't going to talk about any of those. Oh, okay. I'm nice. Are you done... Are you done with Yakuza Elected Dragon? Yeah, I oh, finished yeah. that a long time ago. Yeah, he talked about it on the oh. podcast. You think I remember our podcast? No. Getty, get us out of here. Give us read read me that outro. Uh am I allowed to? Yes. That's sure? fair use. Alright. Rufio. Rufio. Let's bang a rang into the break. We'll be right back, guys.
Hey, News, what's it like getting attention from these three handsome men? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't feel comfortable about this. <laughs> I'm okay, News. Alex, I'm framing my face. I know. You're voguing. <laughs> yes. Yes. I like it. This is a visual podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're listening, in which case, I'm not sorry. Okay, we got some news this week. Uh, Super Mario Party updated with online multiplayer. Getty, throw that on the list, too. No. Let's play some Mario Party. No. Get some new Mario Party scars. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Getty, get your shit together. We're going to play. Wait. Yes, we can play. Yes, we can. Okay. No, we can't. I need four Joy-Cons. All, all of your no, Joy-Cons. I, I've I got Joy-Cons. I can bring them. Nope. So okay. Only two. I've, I've got six. Getty, put two. it on the list. Anyway, next piece of news. Oculus will sell you a Quest 2 headset that doesn't need Facebook for an extra $500. It also doesn't include the $180 yearly fee. So that right there tells you how much money you're making Facebook. Hmm? For sure. Took the words out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Does Facebook need that money? No, but, well, I mean, if everybody stopped using Facebook... Yes. Remember that time that Joel gave Facebook $10 so that random strangers could look at our webpage? It was was a a learning moment for me. Drain the swamp. Ah, ah, ah. Who opened the sewer? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I forgot about that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what's the difference between an Oculus and a a lighted HD Vive? The the company. HTC Vive. There's not a appreciable difference between the two uh i believe oculus games run on the vive okay all right so the vive is the better option than anyway yes but i believe that the 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 reason for getting a quest 2 was the fact that you could go wireless Hmm. that's okay that's kind of the that's the rub there is you want to go wireless and go and have the capability to connect Mm -hmm. and um outside tracking so it doesn't need the sensors well i think the vibe does this is all too sciencey gotcha. for me. I can see it. I can see it. Uh, HTC Vive partners will uh, I fix it for easy repair uh, of Vive equipment. So you I get... just thought that was a cool thing to note. What that they will fix it's your Vive? It... Oh no, it's that they're partnering with the iFixit website to like provide instructions on how to fix these things yourself. Oh, uh, okay. Instead of yeah, so like. In a world where things like uh, right to repair is a contentious thing right now, it's it's kind of neat that a big manufacturer would uh, offer things like that. Well, so not only are they providing excellent uh, tutorials through iFixit, they're also now the source of choice for official parts. Hmm. Okay. That I did not know. That's good. That's good. That's good news. I mean, I wonder how much stuff you would have to buy independently to just make your own Vive. Somebody did that with the Switch not too long ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It turned out to be, I think, actually cheaper (laughs) than buying a new Switch. (laughs) Alec, do this and get back to us. Uh, Looks like they don't sell the motherboard. so Just don't run Linux on it. I'm going to run Linux on (laughs) everything. He can do whatever he wants, Joel. This is America. I'm not a slave to anybody. So for your constant need to tinker. 
<laughs> Look, the worst tinkering has ever done has sent me to the hospital. It's a, it's a good uh, point. <laughs> <laughs> it was very sharp. Thank you. Queen Elizabeth's golden Wii. Who put the hit? It could only be Joel. <laughs> he does the news. <laughs> golden. Joel, you're the worst. Uh, is being auctioned. Uh, with big family games for the week, uh, Joel, how much did you put in for? Uh, I, I put in at uh, three ninety nine, and uh, I got outbid. Oh, very quickly. I <sighs> to, to like the thousandth degree. Yeah. Uh, apparently, like they're wanting three hundred grand for this thing. Wow. I guess it is a one of a time thing. I I didn't know that the Queen had a golden Wii. That well, what else color would her Wii be? Back. That's a Eighty really good point. Um, but, well, Joel, <laughs> my thought was that uh, something that uh, massive a success, and uh, you know, when you got to the point that the my my, my mother was playing the Wii, you know, she mm. wanted we got her one, you know, and um, you know, other people they you know it became such universal, and you really only needed what three games for your parents to play. And then, so you're saying that it, it was bought for her so she did make the grand tits come and visit. That, or I'm sure that she liked playing uh, Wii, sure that she Wii had Sports that one at that time. Point. No, it, it was more like so she could go, Philip, I don't care how many you took. Get that thing away from me. Go play the Wii. I, I'm pretty sure she's the drama to all of England. Also, she Ooh. did have kids, grandkids by then, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Those kids are old. Those kids are old. Uh, Fujifilm announces introduction of the Instax Mini Link for Nintendo Switch smartphone printer and smartphone app. It looks like a Pikachu. That's it's cool. adorable. Yeah, so I... do, do y'all remember the Game Boy camera? Yeah. Yes, that's what. That's I what this looks like. Of. Yeah, it's very cute. How I, is this connected to the some... Switch? Uh, the, oh, <laughs> I think it's the app. The the phone app itself is how it connects to the switch. Alex, but the yeah, app doesn't that. interact with your photos. Can you can you walk me through how to take a screenshot and share it with yourself on your switch? Yeah, because it doesn't <laughs> work with the app. There is a little video that explained it. Like you you send the switch picture to your app, and then you send it from the app to the printer, and then it prints out. Wow, this wow. is and like dumb. you can like. At, you can add like borders and, and a little stuff to it too that's Nintendo branded. Oh, did you want to share this picture that you took on your Switch? Here, use the QR code that I'm going to give you. <laughs> you, you. You say that, but kids went to Blockbuster to print out their uh, photos from Pokemon Snap, I think. Yeah, they did. Like, uh, if the Beth desire did. is there, they'll do it. I know Beth did. For sure. Okay, Sony had a state of play. Uh, and it was disappoint. Uh, they had Among <laughs> Us for PS4 to PS5, uh, Subnautica Sub Zero uh, getting an update for free for PS5, and all just lots and lots of ratchet and clank footage. That game does look beautiful, and I feel like that would be a good showpiece for the PlayStation 5. I think that like that's the one. This that I guess. Demon Souls and Miles Morales and now this one have all been every time I've seen them and seen their trailers and seen the games live I've always been pretty impressed and I think Ratchet and Clank fits that too well I mean 
there is a game coming out tomorrow, I doubt that they were going to cover that too much. What game? What's coming out tomorrow? Returnal. Okay. Okay. That looks great. I've heard it's super difficult. Don't care. Going to play it. I was going to say that. That's not a hurdle for Daddy. <laughs> right. I've also heard it compared a little bit to Risk of Rain 2, which is like, that's pretty cool. Oh, but, that was a good game. But I already have a game that I'm getting tomorrow, so. What's that? Pokemon. Oh, you're getting on oh, that Pokemon train? snap. Yep. All paid off. They called me on Tuesday to let me know that it's ready in the store tomorrow. Hell yeah. And then I'll be back there next week. And then I'll be back there next week. Is it an evil village? And what was everything is coming out within three weeks of each other? Oh, yep. So you ain't hanging out for a while. I told you, you'll be lucky if I play anything after this week. I'm gonna text you a bunch. You can try. Freebies. Uh, I like that we started doing this, and I'm gonna keep doing it. Freebies. Uh, is where we kind of list out just some free games that anyone wants to try. Uh, Rusty Lake Hotel on Steam looks to be more of a point-and-click adventure murder mystery. Uh, That one stuck out to me, and I'm probably going to play that one myself. Uh, Disgraced over at Indie Gala. Theater of War 2, Africa, 1943 at Indie Gala. And Naval Warfare on Indie Gala. They have a whole showcase. Yeah, they're they're really... uh... Opening the fire hose over there. Draining the swamp, you would say. What? What? No, not no. particularly. Why? Alec, hit, hit us out of here. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm jealous, but I would do me. I wrote this for Alex. <laughs> I wasn't going <laughs> to say that. He's the narcissistic horses. one of the group. Yes, but I'm not going to say it out loud. I'll be right back. back back with the backlog blog where we play games where zeus is a dick what getty <laughs> you're playing immortals phoenix rising tell zeus me about why is zeus a is a dick, dick. Is have you, are you not familiar with greek mythology yes right. and i yes i am very <laughs> okay. aware of yeah well zeus, zeus and dick. his dick well that too. it's in everything that too. ha it's good uh all right so uh Immortals Phoenix Rising you are this is like a a big a big game it reminds me of Assassin's Creed but probably more of Breath of the Wild I have not played Breath of the Wild and uh, Alex put me off of it and then Joel like explained it better so Mm -hmm. I would actually probably go back and play that but it's a big open world you are playing as a Greek hero, and you're trying to save the gods from a titan, a big bad titan. And mm. each of the gods is trapped in a different zone of the map, and the really good part about the game is that there's a lot of freedom of movement. Because you're given wings, uh, Icarus's wings, and you can soar and fly th- from pretty much anywhere. And then the combat is really straightforward, hack and slash, uh, but it gets more challenging as you go along, and the game scales. 
Like, and, and it's not oh, sorry. So there's no point in grinding. It. Exactly. So if you try and grind, it's just going to make it m- more difficult because you've actually done the work to get better at the game. Which I've always been confused why they made that choice. Because like part of the fun for me is getting to that point where, you know, those starter grunts that Davy Trouble you can go back and just completely crush them later in game. Well, I think that- in some games it makes sense because like near Automata, having it scale makes that second playthrough feel like the first playthrough. Yeah, my it's thought a- process is that you're supposed to be focused on learning the the abilities and the skills to actually play the game as opposed to just uh, brute forcing it. Yeah. Oh, so that's my problem. That's well, that's <laughs> okay. probably part of the problem. Remember, you're objectively bad at video games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as you upgrade your skills, there's a certain amount of damage that you're doing. So what, I, I guess you could go back and try and beat up some of the earlier grunts. But as you progress further in the map, the, the enemies do get harder. But okay. I've made it about halfway through, actually probably a little bit over halfway through. Uh, but there's just so many different things that you get to do in this game. There is uh, bow and arrow challenges where you you have Apollo's bowl and you can shoot arrows and then guide them. Uh, I think that was Assassin's Creed 2? It could be. It's Ubisoft, so yeah. it's, it's pretty much just... I like it. You climb a tower to it's, reveal the map. You climb a statue of the gods. And it reveals the map. Part of the map. Okay, yeah. Okay. But also, I don't feel like a clown jumping off of it into a barrel of hay. So, Wait, does he jump into a barrel of hay? No. Okay. <laughs> and you can make your character male or female, or you could do just pretty much anything. You can hit up the the station where you can change your appearance at any time. Okay, cool. We're, we're going to get to the point where Ubisoft is making games and introducing the bale of hay, ironically, like in a jokey way. We got to be close to that. Probably. They have, well, the they've made jokes about it in like Far Cry mm. games. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it, one of the, the reason why I brought up Zeus is because the narrator is one of the narrators, I should say, is Zeus. So he's with their with these with Prometheus and they're talking about like humans and uh, how futile it is and uh, everything is coming to an end because this titan is gonna destroy all the gods and then prometheus is like well let me tell you a story and then as the game progresses it it is prometheus telling the story of phoenix to zeus and the one of the conversations that alex and i had was that at some point it probably is going to be too much but it's interspersed so well that i enjoy anytime they like perk up and talk about something because you'll come across a challenge that's uh there's something called a star map and you'll go and collect orbs from around a small area and socket them into place and then it'll give you a little historical or rather mythological beat that they talk about the one that i did a couple nights ago was andromeda Mm. did did it sound like it was approximately in the ballpark of what their actual stories or character traits yeah are. and then zeus will say something to make himself into like a bigger dick <laughs> so it'll be like oh uh, perseus came and he saved her yeah i never liked that guy that kind of thing so and and they'll oh. keep doing that it'll be like zeus talking about how he's 
Like, he's completely fed up with Ares. He's like a, a whiny little brat, and Prometheus is like, maybe he just wanted some attention. So Whoa. their banter is is really funny to listen to. And yeah, I was gonna say it sounds like there's a lot more character in that than what Breath of, Breath of the Wild is sparse. It's barren. Like you, you did the occasional villager to talk to, but there's no, there's no real like heavy, um, like expressive characters other than the champions, right? So, but it sounds like it's kind of brimming with that but here. There's no. So the only people that you're encountering are the gods. Everybody else is not really there. I've come across some NPCs that are just like running around, mm-hmm. but they'll not do anything. They won't talk to you. They'll just do whatever they are doing, and that's it. Okay. But each of the gods has their own story that you have to complete in order to get closer to completion. So I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm now on Athena. I've already completed Aphrodite and Ares, so I should be able to finish this one up i hope my goal is to finish it up before resident evil the village comes out so you're back on you're back on your bullshit no i just really like this game i'm probably going to be sad when it's over but it's such a big open world that i can play for for any amount of time and be entertained are you reselling that one I probably will, although I'm tempted because all of the expansions for it do look interesting. Like, what are you playing it on? The PlayStation Five. Oh, oh! I should have known. I forgot. This is my, uh, this was my actual like PlayStation Five game purchase. It came with Miles (laughs) Morales. It came with Call of Duty, and I was like, nah. I need something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why I was asking. I was like, can I borrow that one? You could, Alex. Just play it on your Stadia. Ho ho! I, we're not gonna, we're not even going to, <laughs> we're not gonna engage. Wait, that I at heard all. that they added a search function to Stadia now. Yeah, Which, good news, guys. How does it take so long for a search company to add a search feature? Jesus, because they're not, they're not a search company. They're a data collection company. Oh, that's true. They're called Alphabet. It's a problem. <laughs> okay uh thank you thank you for the check-in and immortals phoenix rising uh now joel you added rain on your parade i want to hear a little bit about this one before i kind of go into mine mine's gonna be a little bit more of a uh a deep dive but i want to hear about uh rain on your parade yeah this shouldn't be too long actually rain on your parade it's on xbox game pass just so anybody knows where they can find it uh it is just a it's a really simple game where you play as a rain cloud whose job is to rain on things and, and so like there, there's an overworld map and think of like uh daddy what are you doing just Come getting comfortable now. i don't want to oh god i don't want to rain on your parade but oh god uh <laughs> but it's, it's really it's really cute. Basically, each level, there will be a set of objectives. One or two main objectives, a couple side objectives, and there'll be things like rain on all all 32 humans here. And side objectives might be like uh, rain, you know, take out all the, the flames on the candles or uh, something like sometimes it'll be don't get the humans wet while you're trying to uh, reach other stuff. But uh, everything's really cutesy in that you're, you're real... Your little rain cloud is like a cardboard cutout 
with uh, strings attached, sort of fl you know tearing it around. So it's a really cute vibe with that. Uh, there is some weirdness, like their the way they spell stuff out is very meme, -y. like meme internet kind of stuff like like humans is spelled as humans h-o-o-o-o-m-a-n-s oh okay uh, so it's a little bit like i can't have cheeseburger and that kind of stuff yeah it, it's it's not to the point where it's obnoxious but if you are sensitive to that stuff you might not enjoy that uh but it, it's also just very bizarre writing like it's it's very irreverent and not not like adult swim level but it, it is up there a bit so it's if you want something kind of lighthearted, simple, but you know easy to sort of chip away and make progress from level to level, and that that kind of like I'm gonna collect all these or do these kind of thing little tasks with this, it it would fit that bill. Like it it has some nice ways it mixes up the strategies too. Some levels it'll tell you like set fire to everything, and so there'll be like your water gauge on the left that you can run out of and then if you run over to an empty barrel of oil your rain cloud suddenly starts pouring oil everywhere hmm. oh, and okay. so Ooh. if you find like a fire you can create an oil trail from there to light things on fire so this i'm still this sounds like yeah something. It's, it's not yeah it, it is yeah. i i encourage you guys to check it out especially since it's on game pass it's such a low barrier and it is cute, and that's that's just like after ten levels. So I, I imagine they're gonna come up with a lot more clever stuff too to do. Do you guys think that like the clouds' initial level of saturation is just urine? What? Why? Because he's he's getting the humans wet. <laughs> that's all I could think about while so Joel's Joel, going Joel, on. You're like kind of the cloud is game. peeing on you. Gonna try to to. to uh... I think oh. I'm going to check it out. I have the app, Xbox Game Pass app. I'm going to. Oh, oh, I have to add one more thing. One more thing. It is so Pete. your little rain cloud, your cutout rain cloud has like a smile that looks like it's written with a Sharpie. Mm -hmm. In the menus, you can draw your own smile for your cloud. Oh, Ooh. man. I'm going to do that. I'm really going to do that. How long, good. How long did it take you before you made a wiener? Well, I was playing with my son, so uh, about. 30 seconds <laughs> <laughs> would it have taken 15 if he wasn't there wait wait so it's okay. or would it have taken I, a minute i i don't know he he might be a little quicker at the uh drawing with a, a controller stick i'm not yeah. sure so it was not okay for me to suggest that the cloud was peeing on people but then uh, being okay, reinforced so guys, by the fact I that he drew the wiener on the cloud <laughs> i beat a game this week and i want to talk about it i beat kentucky route zero uh, and I just want to uh, give my final thoughts. Uh, overall, coming, I, I I bought the first episode when it came out, then completely forgot about it. And then looking back and realizing I have several copies of this, one on Steam, <laughs> one on Vita. And again, I'd purchased them all before they that they got to the final chapter, which came out last year. Uh, five chapters. And... Uh, I think that Kentucky Route Zero has a lot to say. Whether it's always successful or not, I don't necessarily agree, but I do think that it says a lot about, I want to say just like a philosophy, the idea of a copy of a copy of a copy with no original, people feeling like they don't have a point. And throughout the game, 
you find uh, you start off as a delivery man doing a one last delivery for an antique shop that is completely shut down. So you don't even really have a point. You're just doing it because you feel like you should. Then you meet somebody looking for their sister who has disappeared, but you're not even she's not even sure that she disappeared. She just hasn't seen her in a while. And she's not in any of the normal places. The uh, a, a boy whose parents just kind of disappeared. And then t- uh, two robots, robot, they were minors, but they just like left and just said, we don't want to be minors. And they became a pop duo. But <laughs> the point is, is that they're only, with a robot, they have a directive that like you're, you're a mining robot. That's your only function. And they just said, nope, we just don't have a function. And... We decided, we decided that we just don't want to have one. So all of these different groups of people just kind of coalesce into a party of people traveling without a purpose, without, you know, they're all just kind of going because they, they're aimless. And it feels like people without a home, nomads just kind of wandering. And that's where the story kind of goes, that they go through the world. And it does play a lot on the idea of like, ghosts of things that didn't exist so therefore they're just ghosts existing because they don't have a they don't have a beginning they just have an end so it's just like a lot of that idea of of things being pointless but existing anyways and it it does kind of fit a world where things just happen and no one asks questions you know like someone like the producer of a tv show was a was a crow and they're just talking to them and the crow's talking back but they never they never address that you could talk to animals it's just a thing that is, and no one asks questions. Yeah, so I, I'm I did play up to the third chapter. I'm gonna finish it because I'm I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Yeah, uh, or at least I should say that I'm compelled to continue in spite of a few things. Like, uh, so one of the things is for each for each chapter that doesn't exist in a specific location, you will be driving on a map. Yeah. It'll be just a black background with the the road lines in a white, and then there'll be, like, different numbers or road names next to them. And you'll be at a, a stopping point. So, like, one of the first places you stop is a gas station. And the gas station dial will give you directions where he thinks this Route Zero is at. And it'll be like, drive up this road until you see this landmark, and then turn left, and then, then drive until you reach... Bowling Green Road, and then take a right, and that's where it'll stop. So you'll actually have to like pay attention where well, you're driving to Joel, try to reach you, the right place. You haven't gotten to the zero yet. No, not yet. It's, uh, it's I explained it on a, on our previous episode. It's just a circle, but the way it works is that you go clockwise till you see uh, the cow horns, then go counterclockwise till you see the the horseshoe, and then stop in that position, and then the next road will disappear. Like it's okay. so the directions get All even right. worse and more complicated and that's okay. it, it it's a mystery. They, they don't they don't explain it that well. Like it, it's just something you have to feel through to figure out. But uh, you know it, it's unique in the way it approaches its storytelling. All the characters are interesting, and, and they they do give you enough like different conversation choices where you're still feeling like engaged in a way that's your story. Um, and I think that I I am eager to see it finished. I I don't know if I love the actual story mechanics, but it's it's unique and it's a experience I haven't had before in a game like this. So what I what one of the other things I do enjoy are they they put in interludes 
which are uh, after each chapter. And they're usually like like 15 to half an hour of just extra setting up of the next chapter. So they one of them, they do a complete art installation where you go from piece to piece and have a conversation about it. But That was cool. But the art installation is done by an artist and they're just talking about this artist. And the next chapter, you run into that artist and then you just talk to them a little bit. And that's kind of it. But they set up these long, elaborate situations there was one where it was a stage play of a of a couple at a bar and it was just you were part of this play just clicking through the back and forth conversation in the play of this bar and then it later on you actually go to that bar so it's just setting up it sets up more as you go just to flesh out the world it's the way i say this it's not it doesn't seem always successful is that uh there is a running mystery that kind of really kind of picks up at the end but i don't necessarily feel like i i got any real solid answers to the mystery but i guess that's kind of the point is that the point wasn't the mystery the point was these characters and also every chapter has these beautiful musical interludes they just have these like sections of of uh some moment in the in the game where there is like just a song playing or someone singing a song or some, uh, oh, the, the, the bars, the bar scene where the two are doing their duet, the pop song that, that was, that was a something special. It took me completely off guard and like, it's, it's such this melancholy song they're singing to like that. This game succeeds mostly on setting a tone, like a specific tone. And these characters are, interacting in a way where it's like the story is sort of eating out through their conversations in a way that feel natural uh the the characters are talking their conversations are building the world around them so they have this little sequence where it's uh like a restaurant or shop owner no it's a bar talking with a bar it's the same bar yeah it's the okay. bar that the play was at yeah, so like the the whole sequence is just them having little conversations, being able to look and see people sitting at the counter or at a table, and sort of listen back and forth to their little conversations, and it it paints a broad picture of like the circumstances of not only that bar, but of kind of like the malaise this world is sort of in. So it it's compelling. Like at the very least, I would say it's a compelling thing to play. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it's a great game from a play wise but it all fits well into what they're trying to achieve with that theme it's very well written uh also uh not not to go into too much spoilers but a really really uh ironic and you know apt time to us be watching uh nomadland uh the the oscar winning film because it kind of fits this whole theme so uh, i really liked uh kentucky route zero uh, from a, a story and writing standpoint, I don't necessarily, like you said, love the gameplay or even uh, I don't think that some, there are a couple elements that I felt like fell a little flat or fell by the wayside at the end. So uh, Getty Zeus is always a dick. Always has been, always will be. Uh, we're going to do uh, one last, uh, we're going to do an, uh, one last segment actually before our one last thing. Super GG at the movies uh, Getty, I do want to hear about Mortal Kombat and your experience with that film. I have yet to check it out. We can hit me with some of the broader strokes of what your opinion was. We can hit it the following week if you want to see it. I know Alec also got to see it. I did. 
Well, I mean, tell I was, us what did you what I did you guys it. think of? What was your impressions overall? What did you come away with? Did you feel excited? Did you did you did it get you did did you feel like yelling Mortal Kombat and then that playing that techno song? <laughs> I Getty and I talked a little bit before the stream uh, recording whatever thing whatever we do here and what if yeah. none of this matters no <laughs> and i enjoyed it a lot you have to go into it with certain expectations which are it's a movie and it's gonna be <sighs> it's a KMB, movie and uh, yep no matter how you split it it's gonna be over the top like this this is where it exceeds expectations because Anybody who's a fan of Mortal Kombat, the game, knows that you're in it to see fighting and fatalities. And that's what the movie does. And sometimes the acting is subpar. But <laughs> there were a lot of times where I would chuckle or, or I felt like they were really trying to set it up. And towards the end, they do get to do fights. They get to fight each other in like different settings, arenas. And it felt like they were successful in that element of creating this movie based off of a fighting game. Surprisingly. I was told there's the, no tournament. No, there is no tournament in no official this tournament. movie. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I both liked and disliked was when the, there's a section where they're doing a bunch of different fights at the same time and they're cutting back and forth between them. And I loved it because it kept the combat fresh, it kept it moving, and it was entertaining. And I didn't like it because it kept switching the combat, and I just kind of want to focus on one fight sometimes. You know, you could probably re-edit that. Oh, I'm sure it could be, but I... (laughs) What do I look Uh, like? I have time? (laughs) Uh, Big brother of the podcast, Phil, in the chat, uh, he, he he was a big fan of Kano... Uh, from I, film. I loved Kano. I was watching it. He was honestly my favorite character. Okay. He was okay. There... <laughs> he was probably the best actor out of the set. But Oh uh, yeah, definitely. They they were very true to his character too. He was a complete jerk. Uh I also uh from what I've read about the story beats of everybody has a Mortal Kombat like birthmark. no so only only the main character did other ones just had it and i don't think it's too much of a spoiler to throw it in uh if you kill somebody who has it you get it this is some bullshit (laughs) like i said it's you have to go into it expecting like this movie is just going to be about violence and that's essentially what it is but they were trying to spin a narrative, uh, not the best narrative, but it serves its purpose. Okay. It's okay. it's up there in my video game movies. I think okay. that it probably okay. is better than Monster Hunter. I would probably yeah, agree with that's, that. That's a high bar. It's, it was not <laughs> a high, a high bar. bar. It was not a high bar. Monster Hunter was not good. You, now, you see, Mortal Kombat games got advanced as the series moved along. Oh, yeah. What's Monster Hunter done? Hunt monsters. Made a ton of money for Capcom. <laughs> uh, Getty, 
better than Detective Pikachu. Ooh, mm. no. That's no. it's got to be my favorite. Alec, no. No. Okay. No. Detective Pikachu Sonic. I didn't see Sonic, so you huh. you tell me. Well, since I can actually watch Sonic with my kids, I'm going to still have to go with no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if if hmm. if we're taking the kids out of it, 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 it hits enough of those, like, uh, ooh, that's a Easter egg points that it might be as enjoyable, but I still think it might not be a better movie. Uh, Phil in the chat says uh, that it is not better than Sonic, and everybody can agree Pikachu is number one. Uh, Laser also in the chat, Pikachu wins it all. So, okay. So, not better than Detective Pikachu, but still quite good. Uh, that is Super GG Radio at the movies. Now it's time for one last thing. One last thing where we give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, I am playing uh, playing a game uh, on my Vita again. I've been playing uh, Scourgebringer, and I, I, I forgot, honestly, because I play mostly older games and not actual current vita games that the vita has like touch on the back this is true yep so i've heard that rumor so there's a button mapped to that that you need in Scourgebringer, and i kind of don't love it i don't i, I hit it a lot <laughs> on accident because i'm holding the the vita my finger slips to the to do the, you find yourself hitting it and then quitting it no <laughs> Getty, I'm, I'm a respectable gentleman. <laughs> Joel? Well, let's hurry this up. You're keeping me from Scott Pilgrim. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday, buddy. Getty, what's your one last thing? Pokemon, sorry, new Pokemon Snap. That's it. Sick. Alec? I'm just excited that I'll be able to pick up a controller again this week. I can, I can just about get there. No oh. more hand injuries <laughs> the giant gash in your hand you could have busted out a, a wii and did some uh wii sports bowling you but i still have to hold it in my right hand you can't use your left hand well the for the, the i yeah that's what i usually be, use be a the switch nut, header the the it's what my wiimote goes in come on it's called the stranger <laughs> and that will be stranger it for this week's super gg radio before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGGRadio and Twitch.tv slash SuperGGRadio, where we have Near Automata Mondays, 2D Tuesdays, Nothing on Wednesday, Podcast Thursday, uh, Metal Gear Revengeance Friday, uh, 2D Saturday, because you really want to finish Just, Hollow Knight. I'm going to double dip and get through Hollow Knight. I love the game. I need a conclusion. Okay. Ooh. Yep. Uh, and I'm still because Phil is in the chat. Hey Phil, you're not streaming on Sundays. Get to it. I'm gonna beat your, I'm gonna beat you and steal your Sunday. So, uh, so nothing right now on Sundays until Phil. Yes, I'm looking at you, in the chat. Get to it. it can, can you just stream like solid three hours of you making your child talk? Well, he says I got too many kids. <laughs> no, no, you, Alex. Can you stream just like? Three hours. Technically, he can make enough stories. Yeah, I don't think she'd sit still that long. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. I would watch that shit. 
If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is mail at superggradio.com. Provide a review on iTunes or the Queen's Golden Wii of your choice. I don't feel good about that. Thanks for listening. <laughs> GG Joel. Good game. GG Getty. GG. GG Alec. <laughs> good game, Alex. Good night, everybody. Yeah.